Hello and welcome to this week's Tez podcast. I'm Dave Speck and joining me is Ed Doral. Hi Ed. Hello. Uh, Catherine Love. Hi Catherine. Hello. Uh, Will Stewart. Hi Will. Hi Dave. And on the line from Yorkshire we've got John Roberts. Hi John. Hello Dave. Now today we've got a brilliant story on our website. It's another Tez exclusive and uh, Catherine apparently there's been a decline in the birth rate from around about 2016 which is causing a problem for primary schools. Is that right? Yes, so um, it's been predicted that by 2022 there's going to be um, 100,000 unfilled places um, across the UK and that will potentially mean it's the equivalent of hundreds of primary schools in terms of the number of pupils um, and that is going to really affect some primary schools' funding and their kind of ability to retain staff and is, is going to sort of create massive problems for them. Are well, you talking about the actual viability? Are we going to see schools closing? Um, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's it's not, um, it, it won't affect sort of all schools evenly. So I think like for for the most subscribed schools, for example, schools with like a really high off-staff rating, they probably won't see the effects of this so much. But smaller schools, schools in areas with, with um, kind of a lot of competition for pupils, um, they potentially will be forced to close and actually some some schools in London already have closed for, for this reason. It's a it's a lumpy problem your piece described it as. Yes, yeah. So Why is it lumpy? Well like so it's, it's, it's in bits. It's like some bits it's like lumps here and there about <laughs> I think one of the lumps is uh, in North East London where I live because all the primary schools I've been visiting are searching for a school for my daughter that seems to be going down from three form entry to two form entry oh, and uh, there has talk locally of uh, teachers being made redundant as a result although all the schools I visited have denied that. I, I think this could be, yeah, this could be a, a serious issue for um, creating redundancies and, yeah, lots of schools at the moment going to, like, reducing by, by one form, which um, which also makes all the kind of remaining classes often, often makes them bigger as a result because you've got to pay for uh, the teachers' salaries and so if you, it often means that you compress... The, the remaining forms into into a lesser number of classes, which. But this is uh, also something that head teachers are. They want to keep quiet. They're reluctant to talk about it, aren't they? It's the problem that they not speak its name. Why won't it speak its name then? I mean, it. it... I mean, I, I think essentially that um, I think heads are wary of, you know, of, of saying that they're. Even if it is a demographic issue, are wary of, of saying that they're struggling to attract pupils because um, I, I think that obviously for parents that might seem like the school isn't doing very well or it's or you know yeah, it's quality has gone it's down the market isn't it it's yeah. that they don't want to be perceived as being uh, not in demand and they're right to some degree once a school is seen as unpopular whether it's fair or not it becomes locally a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly, yeah. And, that, yeah. and, that, and that's under normal circumstances, but this, yeah. but they're more sensitive to it because they, because there's, pupils are more scarce otherwise. So, any, sorry, pupils are more scarce anyway and it's going to get worse. So whatever you do as you go into that period, you don't you don't want to be the one that everyone's going, oh, why is nobody going to that primary school anymore? Mm. I mean, it, it, yeah. was, it was really, it was amazing because Kath, 
this has been worked on for a long time and it, it, it originally came up through a couple of primary heads tweeting about it who so I'm, I'm telling your story Catherine but um but when we got in touch with them even having tweets about it they just didn't want to speak and it was amazing yeah. we kept kept getting to to case studies and they would just evaporate because really no one wants to advertise it it's, uh, yeah. yeah and it does lead to slightly weird situations one of the schools that I was talking about that I've been to visit um, is, is mothballing an entire floor. It's one of those shiny new labour um, BSF schools. And it was built as three form entry with the projected people places boom that we were writing about four years ago um, when we were talking about how schools weren't going to cope with the number of pupils or weren't coping with the number of pupils. So it was built with that in mind. And now it's gone down from three form to two form entry. And they are literally going to just mothball a floor, which is kind of amazing, really. Well, yeah, when schools are still struggling for money. Yeah, exactly. And remember, the overheads of that school won't have gone down substantially. Mm. You know, they'll still have to heat the place. Yeah. Well, look, anyway, John, um, uh, another story we're, we're running today is uh, one of your one of your favourite topics, Ofsted. <laughs> um, it's everyone's favourite topic, Dave. Well, <laughs> indeed, yes. Um, John, inspections are going to get even tougher under the Tories. Is that right? Potentially, yeah, um, tougher and longer, you, you might say, from the, from the announcement they made last night. So, um, I think in an attempt to kind of put themselves in polar opposition to, to Labour, who we know have um, said they'd scrap Ofsted and replace him, um, Tories have looked to find a way of saying we're backing and bolstering Ofsted. And the way they're doing that is with um, an idea that inspections will go from two to three days for secondary schools and large primaries. Um, but perhaps most alarmingly for the sector, they're going to trial and are very keen on the idea of no notice inspections. <laughs> so, yeah, is that, that going to be is that going to be even more popular with parents? Do we think, or is that what's the what's the rationale behind this? I well, personally, won't make myself popular with heads and teachers, but I, I think if you're going to get a true picture of a school, then if you then of course you shouldn't give any notice. Because because otherwise you're gonna you're gonna see a school that's prepared. I realised. Yeah, <laughs> go on, John. Sorry. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, it literally it literally won't work though, will it? As you pointed out to me about ten years ago when Christine Gilbert first mooted it, because schools, I mean, schools literally won't be prepared. For example, the head might not be on site. You know, if if the if the head's well, doing some CPD in London, you, you literally there won't be an inspection. I think this is what you said. I, I think no. we had this exact same conversation about 10 years ago. No, no, I wouldn't. I was very excited about it. I was young and naive. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I taught at a school years ago and there was an offset inspection and they hired a local sports centre and around about 80 of the worst behaved kids were, were put on... <laughs> um, that. They, they, so. they were given, like, sports, you know, activities to do. <laughs> in this, yeah, in, that's quite common, Off-site all day. Is, is that a well, common we, thing? I, I think so. I think a lot of schools, when they're offset, they... Sort of will we'll design a day out. I think definitely. What, the, what, one of the many stuff. Well, one of the things to talk about this is 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 a zombie policy that has, that has been I've tried just about, a piece about that. tried about five times. Well, this will be the fifth time somebody's tried to bring it in, and the other four times it didn't happen. But anyway, one of the times they were trying to bring it in was after we ran a big piece, which was just a list of people talking. I think on social media, going through the things that schools have done to get out of offset inspections. And Michael Wilshaw read that, and on the back of that, proposed no-notice inspections. So, 
So, <laughs> well, that, there you go. I mean, exactly that problem is 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 what it's been designed for. But I would be but, amazed but it if it there. came to anything. I'd be absolutely amazed. Why do we think it does never get there? Though? Well, it's a it's a vote catcher, isn't it? it, it it's that's why it's always that's why it's always mooted is because it's a vote catcher, or because the chief inspector's seen something on social media. John, John's looking like he thinks it's a bad idea. <laughs> um, I think. What I'd say, I think, is it's probably a boat winner for some people, but I think it's probably easy to underestimate how many members of the public either live with, are married to, are best friends with, are related to a teacher, or someone who works in education. And I don't necessarily... I think sometimes you see this issue presented as almost like, well, teachers will hate this, but parents will love it. Um, I think there's a big... The sense like it. I went to an education hostings event the other night um, where candidates were asked education questions. And it struck me that there's support for the education sector beyond just the people who work in it. And um, I think it'll no doubt it'll be popular with some people, but I think there'll be a lot of people who know teachers who are stressed out of their minds or exhausted or whatever else, and will see this and just think, bloody hell, this is one more thing. You know what I mean? I, isn't, yeah. is it, isn't this, a, in reality, isn't this, or certainly from what it used to be, isn't this a stress buster? Because, because you, you, you know, the, the, there's no, yeah. oh, they're coming up, it's going to happen. It's just, bang, they're there. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, the length of inspection, you could argue, but... It depends, though, because, like, that, in an ideal world, yes, it would mean that no schools were sort of scrambling around trying to, you know, create an alternative to work or etc. And and teachers could just do what they would normally do in the classroom and be judged on that. But but then if it's going to be used to say, you know, to, to sort of make a really harsh judgment on a school or, you know, possibly sort of... But that, but that's a completely different issue, isn't it? Whether the judgments. Well, but that is stressful, though, isn't it? Like, if 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 it's if it's going to be used, if if if, for example, the inspectorate are going to expect certain things that, frankly, you know, you wouldn't be able to deliver without weeks of extra work, and they're not giving people time to do that. So essentially, if they're going to do no notice inspections, they just have to be extremely understanding. Yeah. And and remove all false kind of expectations. Because otherwise, I'd say that's almost more stressful. Yes, I'm, I, I, that's what the teacher unions will say: is that the idea of a no notice inspection hanging over a school is just incredibly stressful. The, just the idea that they could turn up at any point is incredibly stressful. I mean, it, it, I understand. It, it, I understand it, your logic, Will. I don't. Disagree, I don't wholly disagree. Actually, I, I, I mean, it, I mean, it's interesting because it, because it would mean a recalibration, wouldn't it? Because if if at the moment. I mean, it has changed from what it used to be because when when this argument first came in, there was so much preparation time yeah. that I really genuinely think it would have been a stress buster because it was weeks and you know weeks it could take, and obviously that's gone. But even if you, if you do say the preparation leads to a slight to schools being more prepared, then you'll recalibrate, won't you? Because you will have you will have a different you have a different view of a school when you when you turn up on an hour. So you can't. I don't think you could suddenly fail all schools or. Mm. All, all the people in charge are going to. It's not going to be. A, it's, it's not, not going to be a pretty picture. Yeah, yeah. A, a winner. For the benefit of the listener, John is joining us on a quite a large video screen. Um, <laughs> and he's looking rather puzzled, John. You, you, you we, we got you, you, it's the second time you've looked puzzled. Tell us what you, what you, what you're thinking. Uh, no, all I, all I was going to say is that I think it's quite striking that it, it it doesn't sit very well with what Ofsted have done. I think in the last year. Um, it's, like it's kind of crashed in from outside the education sector, this idea, I think. And um, Ofsted, when we, we had an exclusive last year about the fact that they were going to think of arriving at like 90 minutes notice, 150 minutes notice, and the sector was up in arms about that. 
and they've instead come up with this idea where they have a an introductory phone call with the head teacher for I think 90 minutes the day before the inspection and that basically sets out exactly how they're going to look at the curriculum in their new education framework that's all curriculum focused if that goes and um, and it, they are only talking about piloting this thing it's important to say that but if we move to a no notice system it would completely change the whole way that they've just created a new inspection framework and it'd be another big change I think. yeah and there's also the stuff about behavior that they've shoehorned into What's this good? announcement which actually doesn't make a whole lot of sense either because obviously the new inspection framework puts a whole lot of emphasis on behavior but also it's quite bizarre isn't it when when you've got a huge curriculum that you can't get around all the classrooms and you're supposed to be now looking at what schools actually teach but you can't do it in practice well then you've got an extra day and you're going to use that day specifically for what is it the extracurricular offer bullying and behavior i mean if this comes to something which it won't essentially the team around Boris Johnson has, is attempting to rewrite the inspection framework that Amanda Spillman's been working on for the last two years but we, on the back of a fag packet. We kind of had this discussion on Twitter last night, though, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, it hasn't come crashing in out of the sector because Amanda Spillman herself asked for it, didn't she? Well, yeah, that, that bit, that's true, yeah. She, uh, asked, she asked for exactly this. No, for no, no to inspection, yeah. that's true. But, 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 but not for the third day. Yeah, yeah and yeah, all this yeah, stuff, yeah. which is arguably more, more about the framework and less about the notice. Yeah. But as a, as a contact of mine said to me on direct message on Twitter last night, none of this will come to anything because it's just electoral politics. But the one thing they can't row back from is the promise of 10 million extra quid. But as... So Amanda... Well, I'll let me finish. So Amanda Spillman ought to just, if she is, and I presume she's relaxed about all this nonsense being spoken about, you know, the third day of the behaviour and the no notice inspection, but be confident in the fact because it's a promise that there'll be 10 million quid. Which is put nicely into context on the radio this morning when it was pointed out that um, it's, 10, it's 10 million pounds, but actually this, this, is, this is from Ofsted that's had 10 times that much cut yeah. from it in, in the last decade. So, I mean, in, in the scheme of things, it's peanuts, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But and, it's 10 million quid that this time yesterday she didn't know she was getting. Yeah, I bet it's not enough to, to increase inspections by, by a third. No. I'm sure that's right. Well, since our last podcast, very briefly, we've had the Tory manifesto that's, um, that's been released. Anything in it, Ed, that caught your eye? or, or No, there wasn't anything, was there? I, I, I mean, it's what wasn't in it that was yeah. of interest, possibly. I mean, there was no mention of a pupil premium, um, which is, I, mean, I don't remember previous manifestos, but I mean, it was, I was working as an education <laughs> reporter. I mean, you guys were. I mean, you, 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 you two have been John, in this job for years. John went through it. And, um, it went, yeah, it, it was in there, wasn't it? It's actually um, more interesting than you would think, contrasting Conservative manifestos. Over, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm not sure I recommend it. I sometimes struggle to get my kids off to sleep. And I, no, I, uh, <laughs> it was, um, it's, I think there's two things that... One, it's really, not just on education, but generally, it's very short. Um, the way they launched it was brief, and it, it almost felt like it was something that they had to do. Rather, It, it didn't seem like it was the centrepiece of their, their plan to get elected. Uh, and on education, the bulk of what's in there, we already knew. Um, the funding commitments they've made, um, the talk about raising the minimum salary of teachers, is probably, they're probably the two biggest things. But they've been long trail before, before the general election had even been called. As you said, there's, there was quite a lot of things in there that you'd 
not in there that you'd expect to see. No real mention of the academy's programme or how important that was beyond a, a mention of preschools. And, and other things like um, the EBAC, Teach First, Pupil Premium, there wasn't really mention of a lot of things that we've kind of come to regard as set piece, things that you're used to hearing the party talk about. Uh, I, I fully expect there to be a, a refreshed commitment to the Pupil Premium in the coming days. I think they're worried about the fact that they didn't put it in. Right. Okay. Where does that come from? Is that one of your trips to the pub in Westminster? Or I couldn't, I couldn't possibly comment on that. <laughs> Don't put him on the spot on a, <laughs> live on air. Yeah. Who well, can say? Who well, can say? I think possibly we have rambled on enough for, for one week. Have we not? Or Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.